podcast. Should we restart the intro? Four minutes, like a three-minute intro. Stop it. Stop it. Right. Yeah. Let's pretend to stop it. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited. <laughs> Episode 22. Yep. It's a big one. Tonight on Lisa Beats Your Meat Worldwide, um, we have the most famous vegan in the world. I would agree with that. Yep. Um, when you say vegan, you say famous person. And There's many we have popping up, many popping up. Dun, 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 dun. Miley what? Cyrus. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what fake name were you going to throw out? <laughs> we're calling Moby. Okay. Um, we're going to call Moby. Wait, your phone just went like dark. Is it going to go like. No, even if it goes black, it's fine. Oh, okay. It's just, um, sorry, we got to make sure we're on point with this phone call. Um, so we're going to interview Moby and talk to him about this upcoming. Vegan festival called Circle V. Yeah. I picture him on his couch right now, like, rubbing his hands together, being like, oh, my God, Lisa Beats Your Meat is about to call my phone in my own home. I can't believe I'm going to meet Lisa and Jimmy. I hope I have the right number plugged in there. Jesus. Yeah, me too. Um, Needless to say, we're super geeked. Uh, This is like Yeah, Moby's the man, and I'm 36. I don't appear much younger. I'm 18. um, When I was a kid... Um, in high school, Moby was the man. He's still pretty popular, um, especially in this vegan scene, but just music-wise, this yeah. guy was everywhere. Right. Can you see the number there? I almost read it out loud. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shouldn't read it out loud. All right. Are we good? Let's call him. Wait, it's, it's 428. Not, we have to call him directly at 430. Okay. It says... Uh, yeah. Only call at 430. No, it's cool. We got a babysitter. My child would be cool. All's good. Yeah, so we're talking about this festival. It's in Los Angeles. I'm going to do some push-ups to like get uh, psyched. What if he food. gets on the phone and he's like, I can't hear you? Or uh, what if he gets on the phone and he's like, I wouldn't hang out with you guys. Then I don't want to talk to you. Then I flip out. because I would just like start crying. I'm the technology guy. So I'm, there's a lot that goes, but our recorder, it's hardware. I bought this on purpose so we weren't relying on software. So it can't crash. Oh, I wait. Hard and soft. It's not like a computer program that's recording this. It's hardware. Yeah. Like it's like a tape player. Kind of. But like much it's more still, advanced. It's digital hardware. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a computer program. I get it. Okay. All right. 429 okay. and 30 seconds. Do you want to have like a countdown? Uh, let's just call like him. Let me get a sip of water. All right. I'm calling Moby. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, what am I going to say? We're just getting ready. Oh, so, I don't know. Hello? Hi, Moby. Yeah. Hey, this is Lisa and Jimmy. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, fine, thanks. Awesome. Um, So, we're going to do a bit of an interview, if that's cool with you guys, or you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before we start, is there any kind of, uh, can you hear us okay? Yes, I'm fine. Awesome. Um, do you have any questions for us or anything you'd like to focus on besides your upcoming festival? Uh, no, not that I can think of. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the show, and then we'll get right into asking you some questions, okay? Okay, great. Awesome, thanks. Um, all right, welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode 22. Tonight on our show, we have the most famous vegan around. Uh, We have Moby here to talk to us a little bit about an upcoming vegan festival he is promoting. And uh, 
I don't know his journey to being a vegan and why he's a vegan and how he sustains it. So welcome, Moby. Hi. Hey, um, Moby. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm Jimmy. Um, hey, Jimmy. We're really excited to have you on our show. And um, Lisa's kind of joking, but kind of serious. Like, you've been kind of the guy for a while. I know today um, there's tons of athletes and entertainers and celebrities that are coming out, um, getting in this plant-based, you know, vegan world. Um, but you've been at this for a long time. So we thought maybe if you could start off by kind of telling us, um, we all know Moby, the entertainer, um, but I don't know if everybody knows Moby, the, uh, the vegan. Um, how long you been at it and where did, how, did, how did this all become something what that you were so passionate you? about? Well, this November will be my 30-year vegan anniversary. Whoa. That's awesome. Um, I, I basically became a vegan Thanksgiving 1987. Wow. And uh, I'd been a vegetarian for a few years before that. And like, like most people, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs eating a really disgusting, stereotypical suburban diet. <laughs> you know, you when I was it. a teenager, I ate McDonald's and Burger King and sausage pizzas and steak sandwiches and hot dogs and, you know, like just anything disgusting and meat-based. That's what I loved to eat. Mm. Um, but I also had this weird paradox and it's odd because it's one of the most egregious paradoxes that we hold as a culture but we're not most people aren't aware of it because it's so ubiquitous and mm -hmm. the paradox is loving animals and eating animals right you know i don't know what it was like for you guys but when i was growing up i loved animals you know we had rescued dogs rescued cats rescued lab rats rescued lizards rescued everything right and i loved them but I also loved going to McDonald's and Burger King. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect. And, yeah, and everyone I knew sort of felt the same way. And then I had this one cat in particular. His name was Tucker. And I had rescued him when he was a tiny baby, so small that his eyes were still closed. And I guess when I was around 19, I was petting Tucker. And then all of a sudden, I sort of extrapolated. And I realized that, you know, Tucker had two eyes and a central nervous system and a deep desire to avoid pain and suffering, and a deep desire to be happy. And I suddenly realized that every animal with two eyes and a central system has a deep desire to avoid pain and suffering and a deep desire to be happy. And so sitting there with him, that's when I became a vegetarian and an animal activist. And then, as I said, a few years after that, became a vegan. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. One other thing you just reminded me of is steakums. I forgot about steakums. Like, I don't know what those are. What are steakums? I ate a lot of steakums. They're probably the worst. They meat. were disgusting. They come out of the freezer yeah, when like, you thaw them, like your hands turn all are red. Are they steak, like a steak sandwich? It's like sliced, frozen, That's, I don't know. I, I was a vegetarian when I was really young. I think I was like the fifth grade, and I was on and off vegan for a long time until like maybe six or seven years ago. So I don't, I like, I've never had bacon. There's a lot of stuff I missed out on. Well, I was raised on the, the steakums and the mac and cheese and all that stuff. But like you said, the disconnect there is, you know, we almost grew up being trained that the dog and the cat and the animals were different than the cow and the pig and the chicken. And they don't have the same kind of mentality or the same kind of, you know, love for life or yeah. feelings. It's sad. It is. We see that in with our, our son. He he he's obsessed with animals, but he's obsessed with eating them. It's really uh, it's really kind of stressful, uh, but that's cool. So thirty years that's a long time. Um, well, before we get into the Circle V question, because you just said your whole vegan spiel, um, 
veganism is, is changing a bit. Um, like I've been a vegan now for six or seven years, I think, and a vegetarian for a long time. And I've seen the scene is changing. And I would love to get your thoughts on how do you feel? Um, you know, it's it's changed over the past 10 years. In the last couple of years, I feel like it's exponentially changed. So. Yeah, I mean, being a vegan 30 years ago was pretty challenging. Um, I mean, luckily, I lived near New York City, and New York at that time, I think, had one or two vegan restaurants. There was Angelica's Kitchen, which sadly just shut down, but that was the first vegan restaurant I ever went to in the 80s. And, I mean, to put it in perspective, I, I live in Los Angeles now, and there are more vegan restaurants just in my neighborhood in Los Angeles than there were in the entire world 30 years ago. Wow. That's cool. Oh, you run one, don't you? Yeah, I own a vegan restaurant in L.A. called Little Pine, and uh, I run it as a nonprofit. You know, my goal is to sort of advance veganism and make people more aware of it, but any proceeds, any profit that comes into the restaurant goes to animal rights organizations. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you work with um, Nathan Runkle a bit and Mercy for Animals, correct? I work with anyone who, yeah, I mean, I work with Nathan right. and MFA pretty closely, but I also work with, you know, everybody from HSUS and HSLF to mm -hmm. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine and Farm Sanctuary and PETA. I mean, like, anybody who's working on the cause of animal rights, mm -hmm. I will happily do all that I can to support. That's awesome. Um, okay, well, let's get into it. What is Circle V Festival? I was calling it Circle Five because I'm an idiot and didn't, <laughs> didn't get the V reference. Uh, but what is it? And tell us kind of, you know, what inspired you to do this and what's it going to be like? Well, Circle V is a music and it's a basically it's a vegan music festival. Um, and we did our first one last year, and I started it with Mercy for Animals and Tony from No Doubt. And it's, yeah, it's a vegan festival. So there's a big stage with a lot of musicians performing on it. Um, and then we have a lot of food trucks and food vendors and tons and tons of speakers, um, documentarians showing their movies, vegan artists doing vegan art. Um, so it's, it's sort of, I guess, looking at every aspect of the vegan world, but with a focus on music. Is it? It's downtown LA, right? Yeah, this year it's going to be downtown LA on November eighteenth. Is that like a? Is that an outside venue? We're actually closing off an entire block, oh, so wow. the food trucks and the food vendors and a lot of the retail will be in a big parking lot, and then the street itself. There'll be a stage at one end. And there's an old theater called The Regent, mm -hmm. and a lot of the speakers will be inside The Regent. And then in the middle of it all will be the vegan artists like Constantine LeFou, mm -hmm. who does a vegan club. So it's, I mean, it's a festival, but it's almost like a vegan village for a day. That sounds really Yeah, awesome. I was just looking at the, the website, and Lisa asked you about how things are changing. And um, Lisa and I are, were married just a year, but <laughs> two years ago, um, I was the last person in the world that you would ever think was a vegan or I wouldn't ever want to be one. And then uh, I was, it was a uh, cowspiracy. I saw Kip Anderson's going to be there, but that I watched that alone on a couch on a Saturday morning. And I was like, Holy cow. 
And uh, literally, holy cow! That, get it? Oh man! <laughs> but I, I never like entered this from the the aspect of um, you know compassion for animals, just because I was I think I was well trained to ignore it, and uh, that's gone now. You know, the compassion is there, but it's it was kind of documentaries like that and what the health that I think have kind of changed it for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of people out there that aren't animal people, so I was excited to see he's going to be there. And yeah. Any other notable names? Waka Flocka is going to be there? Yeah, I mean, the musician side. So it's me and Dream Car, which is Tony from No Doubt and Davey from AFI. That's their band. Okay. And then Waka Flocka Flame and Reggie Watts and Rory and a few other musicians we haven't announced yet. Oh. And then tons of local vegan restaurants, including my own. And then in terms of speakers, I mean, honestly, the list is so diverse and so long I wouldn't even know where to begin. I mean everyone from, you know, you know, Ingrid Newkirk who started PETA to Kat Von D to I mean just like it really covers so many bases. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty I mean, I say this in a, a sort of self serving way, but it's a really special event. Like we yeah. did the first one last year and it was it was pretty wonderful yeah was that a good turnout last year did everything go well or yeah everything I mean, considering it was our first year everything went great so this year will be a bit bigger and we'll, we'll see how it goes um so you started this festival what uh what inspired you to start this um I mean, it's a tricky question to answer <laughs> because it's so it's sort of like asking someone like what inspired you to eat that donut you're like well <laughs> Just because like i love donuts you know yeah. it's like because animal rights is my life's work that's you know like i love doing music i love doing other things but nothing for me comes close to the importance of animal rights in my life you know like that's that's my day job that's what gets me out of bed in the morning yeah. you know so the other stuff is fun but animal rights is important and almost everything i do is trying to advance some different aspect or some different facet of the animal rights movement, you know, whether that's looking at the role of animal agriculture and climate change or antibiotic resistance or rainforest deforestation or the spread of zoonotic disease or its role in cancer, diabetes, heart disease, or simply just looking at, you know, just the, the egregious suffering that's, you know, the fact that 100 billion animals are killed by and for humans every year. So I started the festival, the same reason I started the restaurant, the same reason I do activism is to try and create a world where people stop using animals for human purposes yeah um okay so um i get it so i i'm into the compassion side of it that's obviously why i'm a vegan um but there are some other benefits you know environment well the environmental i think that falls under compassion too i have compassion (laughs) for our our earth um but i would love to get your thoughts on an upcoming trend in the vegan world and that's uh clean or lab meats. Uh, we had Nathan Runkle on a couple episodes ago and he was talking about his involvement with Memphis Meats and how he's really excited and we read his book and the the end of his book was all about um clean meats as he calls them. Um but i would love to get your your input or you know what what do you see the future of vegan looking like especially with the emphasis on lab meats or clean meats? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've spoken with Uma, who started Memphis Meats. Um, I still don't fully understand the technology behind it. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean how feasible it is and how scalable it is 
I, I hope so. I mean, personally, honestly, I'll never eat it. Yeah, why not? We you know, we had a long conversation about it, and apparently, when it's grown, um, in order, like, it needs like a host to latch onto to kind of be replicated. And one of the ways that they're replicating it is with this bovine growth serum, right? Yeah. Which is this terrible, terrible <laughs> thing that but they take it from a calf. I mean, there's there's a quote from Voltaire that Obama paraphrased in his first inaugural address, which is. Don't let the pursuit of the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah. So just because I wouldn't personally eat lab-grown meat, Mm -hmm. if it means that fewer animals have to suffer and die, then I'm all in favor of it. Like I don't, I don't care what it takes to create a vegan world, as long as we end up with a vegan world. Right. Absolutely. So my personal feelings about lab-grown meat, like I'm a vegan. I love being. I love eating plants. I don't want to eat meat, whether it's from an animal or whether it's grown in a dish. But I also, as I said, support anything that sort of like moves us away from a system that causes so much suffering and death for animals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it as uh, kind of seemed like I, I'm only two years into this, but a year ago if you told me lab meat was coming, I would have been really excited. But now I'm two years in, and there's just so much good stuff, and my body just loves it that I could care less about that. Like I'm – Right. more than satisfied on a daily basis with what I eat. Well, it's funny because people who have been vegan for a while, when you ask them, yeah, if you had this option of lab meat or whatever, they're like, eh, it's okay. But for the idea of everyone who is a meat eater to transfer their diets Yeah, into the environment it. and obviously the the compassion for animals. That's yeah. yeah, obviously the goal here. Um, okay, well, that's cool. Um so I want to ask you a little bit about you live in L.A. and you said there's a ton of opportunities to eat vegan food there. And um, I've been to L.A. Mm-hmm. and their vegan scene is pretty cool. Columbus, if you're ever in this neck of the woods, we actually Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> um, we actually have a pretty awesome vegan scene around here, too. And um, I don't know, a couple of our friends run some some really great vegan food. So if you're ever in the area, let us know. But what's uh, what's your go to in LA or kind of like, you know, what's, what's your vegan your meal dream? If you had, you know, your last meal, what would it be as a vegan? Well, I mean, again, not to be self-serving, but I would go to my own restaurant. Hey, it's cool. Um, <laughs> I would go to my own kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but in Little Pine, my restaurant, I, I love it, of course, because it's mine and I run it and we've, I think we've done a pretty good job representing, you know, the range of vegan food there. But um, I don't, I'll never in any way criticize or malign any other vegan restaurants because they're all wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the fact that, you know, in Los Angeles, I honestly can't count the number of vegan restaurants in LA County. Wow. And that, and, and, there's some that I don't love. Like there's some that definitely go in the more sort of like really greasy, almost like hard to eat junk food side right. of veganism. And so I tend to not go there, right. but like I'm glad they exist because, right. you know, they're 20 year old punk rock kids who've been vegan for five days. And if there wasn't greasy vegan junk food, they wouldn't be vegan. Yeah. So like, Anything I won't fried criticize that, but <laughs> I, I, you know, with everything, it's also why I won't criticize – I don't think we necessarily need ideological purity tests for people. You know, mm-hmm. like 
I'm 100% vegan in everything I do, and I have been for 30 years. But if I meet someone who says that they're going meat-free Mondays, I applaud that because that's a start, mm-hmm. and they're moving in the right direction. So I, I think that sometimes in our movement, we can get a little too judgmental of other people, and I also don't think we have the luxury of infighting. Right. Oh, no. we got to stick together ultimate... as vegans. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we work for animals. Like when I meet other activists, I'm like, yeah, it's okay if you're happy. But honestly, the welfare of the animals matters more to me than any individual's emotional state. You know, like so when when I meet an an activist who's a little cranky because maybe they didn't get enough credit for something, I kind of want to hit them in the back of the head and say 100 billion animals are going to be killed this year by and for humans. Don't talk to me about your ego right you know like our work is far too important to get distracted by like infighting and ego-driven personal issues yeah the goal should be a unified goal um and that's that's you know i can't speak enough that yeah that's kind of how we got at this podcast is you know we have family and friends that surround us that aren't vegan and there's this you know you've been at this you know longer than most and um, to, to have this conversation with people, sometimes it's they throw that wall up. Oh, here comes the vegan talking about veganism. And, you know, we got kind of mm-hmm. sick of that. So we're like, we're going to we're going to just, you know, start a show where we get to talk about it without any interruption. And if right. somebody, you know, has an issue with that, they can listen and then we can discuss. But yeah. uh, and they don't actually I've, we've gotten some flack back. Uh, people don't like hearing the truth, which is an awful thing. But. Changing someone's behavior, changing what they eat, which is a behavior and it's very cultural and it's very, you know, society driven is a very difficult thing. And a lot of people don't like to hear it. They don't like to hear what what they're doing and how, you know, it's it's a domino effect, you know, like what eating your hamburger has a bigger effect than, you know, just just yourself. And people don't like hearing that. So Mm -hmm. something we've struggled with. Um, Okay. Uh, I feel like every time we're done, I'm like, okay, on to the next. Uh, <laughs> well, you've probably been surrounded by, I mean, less and less today. But uh, going back to, like, the 90s, especially, you know, you're an entertainer and pretty successful and everyone knows who Moby is. Um, like, how do people deal with you as a vegan? Were people hard on you? I mean, today it's probably more sympathetic. Oh, yeah. But your friends, your family, do you, do you catch flack for this? Yeah. I mean, especially in the 80s when no one even knew what veganism was, you know, there, I mean, yeah, say for the last three decades, I've definitely been on the receiving end of a lot of ridicule mm-hmm. and, and even vitriol. But if I'm being honest, every time someone ridicules me, I kind of look at them like on one hand, I try not to judge. Cause I remember, you know, when I was in high school, I was eating Burger King and McDonald's, and I probably would have ridiculed a vegan too. Mm -hmm. But when you've seen the amount of suffering, when you've seen, you know, the consequences of animal agriculture, and someone makes light of it, I'm like, what sort of barbaric monster are you that you're making light of suffering? You know, like, and it's, it's like, I wonder what sort of, like, cognitive dissonance goes on in people's brain like and it's weird because a lot of times people respond to suffering based on how it's presented to them 
you know, it's like people will get really worked up about a lion who's shot by a dentist on vacation (laughs) and then go eat hamburgers. And I'm like, there's a simple, this is like the first law of life is that suffering is suffering and it doesn't matter who's suffering. Mm -hmm. You know, the suffering of a rabbit is just as intense for that rabbit as is the suffering of a human being. Like, two eyes and a central nervous system and the ability to feel pain, that's something that's shared by, honestly, every creature on the planet. And whenever anyone makes light of it, it makes me think less of them as a human being. I'm like, I'm like you're mocking suffering and death on an unimaginable scale. Right. Yeah, it, to me, it's like, it's like meeting someone in... Well, I was going to... Okay, I won't even make bad analogies, but basically, I'm just... Whenever anyone makes light of suffering, I'm outraged. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And it looks like you've been at this for a while. Um, but I think, like, and you were, like I said, you, before you were vegan, I think, like, we're almost trained from birth that it's not suffering. Like, these things don't care. They're just well, they're just products. These and, are for us. That's, that's the argument I always get, that these animals were put on this planet for us to eat. Yeah, it's our natural... I, I obviously don't agree with that, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of people do, and it is really sad that that's the mentality that we're just going to use and abuse these animals and exploit them, and it's very bizarre to think that an animal, if money is to be made off of an animal, it's they are treated the worst they can. I I'm, don't care if it's organic or not. The exploitation is there. That's pretty new to me, too, but I just I just read Nathan Runkle's new book, but I also looked at your, or read your book, uh, Gristle, and like I don't... I didn't really understand. I, I think a lot of meat eaters are, you know, self-convincing, but they're convinced that what happens in a factory is, is pretty tame. and It's, it's contained. Yeah, and, and all the weird stuff you see on Facebook is just really rare, and it's an exception. But um, I've learned that that's not, not even close. There's an immense suffering on every level of any animal it's that we disgusting. eat. It's disgusting. It's weird to think that not killing animals, not, like, you know, brutally treating them is the it's the it's it's the rare instead of the normal yeah, you know exception mm-hmm. instead of the that's, norm yeah the exception instead of the norm that's messed up well here at lisa beats your meat worldwide um <laughs> we so we go through everything vegan we've gone through the gamut on you know the environmental aspect and pollution and the health aspect and the compassion aspect and all these things and we give a lot of um, information on why you should be vegan. Like we, we really get it out there and why you should be a vegan. Um, but what we really try to do is how can you be a vegan? The sustaining a vegan lifestyle, the actual foods that you're eating. You know, you can eat a vegan meal, but that doesn't make you a vegan. So how do you sustain? And this is this is the biggest question we got is just advice and how do you sustain a lifestyle? Yeah, I want to do it, but how do I do it? Yeah, I want to be a vegan. I, I've got that a million times, but how do I do it? You know. What what meals are you eating? What's what's your go to? What does your grocery store look like? You know, what? How do you sustain being a vegan, Mister Moby? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's easy. Like unless you live in the Arctic, or yeah. unless you live like in some very remote part of the world. Like if you live in a suburb or a city. It's easy. Right. You cook. You get you you have peanut butter and jelly. You have spaghetti with tomato sauce. You have beans and rice. You have tacos with guacamole and salsa. You I mean like it's like I'm when when people ask me that question I'm like 
well, you know how to pay the rent. You know how to <laughs> drive. Like, like it's such a weird admission of helplessness. And I want to help people, but I'm like, you go to the supermarket and you buy oatmeal and raisins and walnuts and you cook it. Like that's, it's, yeah. like, it's the simplest thing. Like you can be a very healthy vegan, spend next to no money and mm-hmm. only eat things that take 10 minutes to make. Right. You know, it's, it's not like, I guess it, people don't realize that like a lot of food that's already a part of their diet is either vegan already or really easy to make vegan. Mm-hmm. My you mom know, asked I mean, me if the, an apple was vegan the other day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, um, like even, like, I don't eat that much junk food, but even just, like, there are great microwave burritos that are vegan. You know, you can, it's, it's so easy, especially compared to what it was 30 years ago. Like, it's, that's why I'm so confused. I'm like, you go online and you look at all these resources and, like, you go to Kroger or you go to Whole Foods or you go somewhere and, like, it's the majority of the food in there is vegan. Right. And I, I just, I'm really just, like, I don't, it seems like people who are able to drive cars <laughs> and operate heavy machinery <laughs> should be able to figure out how to make spaghetti with tomato sauce. Sounds yeah. like you've been at it long enough to be at your wits end with, with the yeah. vegan questions. <laughs> no, I mean, but I also, I understand because I went through the same thing. Like I, I was like, oh no, what do I do? Right. And it's, but then once you, it's like with everything, once you start, you realize it's pretty easy. Yeah. Are and you, of course, uh, I mean, I have sympathy, I have sympathy for people who live in places, you know, sure, if you're living in northern Canada in an Inuit community, it might be challenging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you still touring right now? or? No, I do everything in my power to avoid touring. No. I can um, imagine. But when you were, I met, it probably got a little more difficult in other countries, or was it easier? Uh, it depends what the country is. I mean, over time, certainly everything's gotten easier. Right. Like, But in the late 80s and the early 90s, yeah, unless you were in... New York, London, Los Angeles, Berlin, like, it was really hard. So, you know, you would, I ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Oh, peanut butter is the go-to, but I've been asked that. What, isn't there butter in peanut butter? (laughs) Okay. No, no, there's not. You might want to find it, you might want to find, like, a higher caliber of friend, I think. (laughs) Well, I'm also, if some. If I'm also a school if teacher. Are vegan, yeah. It's time for some new friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we get it. Um, okay, well, that was um, awesome. So, so Circle Fest, it's November 18th and 19th, the whole weekend? Or? Yeah, we're, so we're in Columbus, Ohio, and we're thinking about, well, I think we're going to fly out now. And now that we've learned about it, we're really excited about it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to make our way um, out it's, there. It's November 18th, and, you know, me and dream car and reggie watts and rory and walk a flock of flame and tons of vegan speakers and amazing activists and art and um all the profits go to mercy for animals oh that's amazing okay that's awesome yeah nathan was just in columbus last week for his book signing Mm -hmm. yeah and that definitely a great organization um so the festival i I take it yeah you're the you're the headliner so this goes on all day long like morning till night yeah starts at two and goes to about eleven that's awesome. Well, we're gonna we're gonna come. I'm gonna find a babysitter for my child, and we're gonna go. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, okay, well, good. It was really nice talking with you. Thanks for all that you're doing. Yes, thanks so much for talking to us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at this festival. Okay, thanks. Right. Bye bye. Bye. See ya.
Did he hang up? We're done? I think so. Moby's off the phone? Oh, we're still, we're still, we're still recording. <laughs> what do you think? Moby made fun of your mom. It's like a long day. <laughs> I feel like he was a little. I don't. Maybe we should edit this. No. It was, was great. That was cool. It's amazing. He has like an accent. He sounds like what I've heard him sound like, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I gotta go. That was too much. I'm like buzzing. I gotta go. That was fun. That was intense. But yeah, um, it's exciting though. Yeah, um, I do want to go to this festival. So I we... do. We're going. All right. Bob Anyone out there come. that wants to that lives in L.A. Wait, I would. The feedback just stopped. Yeah, I think it was from the, the phone call. Oh, okay. Um, but if anybody in L.A. wants to watch my child, he's super cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's our second most listened to besides Ohio is California. Well, okay. Listeners, I need a babysitter. Or come to the Circle Festival. Come meet us. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So we're going to fly out. and uh, But Moby was a hoot. Damn it. This means you really have to I feel go. like in like 25 years, I'll probably be sick of these questions too. But I feel like a lot of them, he was just like, uh, well, you I can was drive like, a car. I was like, what's your advice? And he was like, I don't know. Don't hang out with idiots. But the idiot was your mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he got that. He was like, you should get new friends. And we were like, we can't. I was She's be his like, mom. Wait, that was my mom. And I'm the one who said butter. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> oh, my peanut God. Butter. <laughs> we should go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. That well, was awesome. That was, a, that was a rush. So It was. It was our shortest episode, too. Because I was just dying. And my face is bright red right now. I'm gonna uh, go do seven shots. But no, it, just uh, kidding. Just overall, kidding. though, it was very. It was an honor to have Moby. I feel like Mister um, Moby. Mister Moby. Um, it's okay. really cool that he said his passion was Animal. this. Right. He didn't even mention that his passion was music, and we all know because of music. But the fact that um, it sounds like whatever he can do, whether it's being on a iTunes podcast yeah. or being on a world scale. Um, he's gonna do it. Right. So we're, and that's we great. were more than honored to have right. him be on well, Lisa Beach to the the compassion side. I'm the compassion side. You're not the compassion side. I think you get you understand. I understand it. But it's not it wasn't your driving thing. It's still not. Once you um once you understand the compassion side of it, you can't ignore it and it's kind of in your face anymore. Like I feel like if um all the environmental and the health aspects went to the wayside. I feel like you might still be a vegan. Oh, I definitely would. Just because you can't ignore these things anymore. But, um, yeah, he's been at this for 30 years. And so to see animals continuously um, used and abused and exploited no, and I mean, treated. I, like, it's like I, I joke about it. But, like, you saw me cry when I, like, like a, tr- like a truck with semi full of pigs drove by. Chickens. And I was like, this fucking girl. Yeah. And I was literally crying. Like, And I don't cry. <laughs> so, like. I get it. I'm very empathetic to the yeah. compassion. But side. I get I, it now, and you know, I love, I love Sam. I love animals. Animals should be treated with. And I don't know what weird compassion. thing gets sunken into our brains to, to be like. It's fine. Let's just eat that one. Yeah, I, I guess. Know. I think what changed it for me was I thought they were all just like living, 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 living dead. No. Uh, no I, I just like, thought they went into these like slaughterhouses. They were high fiving each other. They were hanging no. out, eating some shit, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, they were gone. There was no suffering. They just went from life to death. That's no, how are, I looked at they're them. They're born, they're suffering. They die, they're suffering. Yeah, the whole thing is suffering, and it's not cool. It's not cool at all. It's really <laughs> shitty. Um, so, um, yeah, I've, I've 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 come into that world, but um, I, I was very that was that was a fun conversation. I'm really yeah. all right. We're <laughs> gonna really had a good time. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call it a day so we can decompress. Yeah. I'm Next go up, Waka Flocka. Check the no, recorder, make sure that went through. Because if it didn't, oh my god, <laughs> I would 
would be so. Uh, Moby, can we call you back? Hey, Moby, Moby. Get back <laughs> answer. Here. Please answer. These imbeciles. All right. All right. That, All right, was, that was uh good. Episode 22. Yep. It took us 22 episodes to get to Moby. Um, so Donald Trump's got to be before 50. The radar. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate your support. and Subscribe. Oh, email me. Okay, um, that's something new. I put a um, meal plan out on my website, lisabeatsyourmeat.com. Uh, it's just an example of some recipes and what we eat for the week. I think I'm going to try to get those out there more often. I do them for my family regardless, so I might as well just put them out there. So check that out. Uh, subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Beat meat on episode 23. Peace out.